When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. U.S. Cellular has always believed that connection is the greatest gift of all. That's why we're giving everyone one line for $34.99 a month with unlimited data this holiday season. That's right, one line, unlimited data for just $34.99 a month. That's more than a great deal. That's locally grown connection from U.S. Cellular. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. At U.S. Cellular, we care about our customers and our communities. Visit Cellular Advantage, a U.S. Cellular authorized agent located at 2012 Cornhusker Road in Bellevue. America's locally grown wireless at U.S. Cellular. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. guys welcome back to the show uh before i get started please like subscribe or share out um i appreciate everybody that gets eyes on this it really helps me out a lot um anybody that's listened i appreciate you um getting some great coaches on and speaking of great coaches i have another one today uh coach singleton um if you don't know who he is and you're on twitter you need to reevaluate your twitter life um and figure out something else uh, so, Coach, just in case nobody knows who you are that listens to this, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm uh, Coach Slade Singleton. I'm the uh, offensive coordinator at Astral High School. This will be my first year there. Um, been coaching football for about 11 years now. Um, so, been doing it quite a while. Started at a young age. Um, and I'm just a, I'm just an old ball coach, to be honest with you. I just I love it. I study as much as I can. I travel around the country and visit people, uh, you know, from high school to college, uh, you know, just to learn and, and just trying to keep growing my knowledge of the game. Yeah, especially during COVID, that's all we can do. That's all. Uh, and I use this podcast as ch- uh, free uh, therapy. This is free therapy right here. Uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, about, I'm in an 11-year boat, too. I started right at 18 years old coaching. I was able to start right out of the gate got thrown into the fire mm-hmm. and i've lost all my hair there's some gray going on and yep. 
It's a great time. Speaking of gray hairs, uh, I ask every single person that comes on, how did you get into coaching? Because like I said, I lose my hair. There's gray. I had to shave it off so no one could tell there was gray going on. Uh, it's rewarding, though. It's, it's rewarding. I, could, I think that's what I'm here to do is coach. Um, so how did you get into it? Like what kind of led you to say, I'm going to coach football or whatever sport it is? I, uh, I mean, I, I always thought, you know, at a, you know, about middle school, maybe, you know, freshman year in high school, I just, I love, you know, just the game of football, basketball, I played baseball, um, and just the influences the coaches had on me that I had, you know, kind of led me to, to where I'm at now. Uh, you know, the way they helped me and helped my teammates and just, you know, the influence they did for us is just, you know, it's kind of what drove me to coach. Uh, I mean, coaching's far beyond the X's and O's. I mean, just being able to mentor these kids and, you know, and a lot of them don't have good family lives, you know, we just want to, you know, make it the best for them. And that's kind of what got me into coaching. Um, you know, these kids that I have, I try to treat them like my own. Uh, you know, they're always, we do things where, you know, we, my quarterback group or offensive group, we try to take them out to dinner or we fix some food if we can, or we, you know, we try to do something for them just to kind of let them feel at home and, and things like that. But yeah, just that's how I kind of got into coaching. Um, you know, I, Travis Nolan was a big influence to me uh, when I was younger. Uh, you know, he, he was head coach at Tuscola High School at that time. Uh, he gave me an opportunity to come work for him a little bit. And I learned a lot from him uh, in my short time with him and kind of kept in touch with him and followed him. And just, you know, he, he's always done things the right way. And, you know, that's, that's kind of a big influence for me. Yeah, I was kind of the same way. I was 15 years old. And I knew right then and there, like, that's what I was going to do. And it's funny, every coach I ask has a different answer. It's always different. Um, so I love asking that. Um, so you said it's your first year at your high school. Um, you picked a good year to be a first year. And it's, uh, this is my fifth high school and I got hired in June. So it's the same thing. Like, oh, you left and it's COVID. Yeah. yeah. But I said, who knew? I didn't know it was going to go this long. I was like, it'll be fine. We'll be back. And here we are. Uh, so your coaching, how did you get to the high school you're at now? Because you say you started young. I started young. So there has to be a path. Like, yes. you know, how did you move up? So, you know, from working with Travis, I went on to, um, you know, I actually took some time off. I I'd actually went away from coaching when he left to go to Georgia. Uh, you know, and then different situations. I just kind of took some time off, didn't coach for a few years. Uh, and then um, one of my high school coaches got a head coaching job at North Buncombe High School. And he, we kind of got in contact and he needed some help. And, you know, that was back in 2013. Uh, he needed some help. So I came along and, you know, and started there, coached there for three years. Uh, moved on from there to Madison High School, which actually is the rival school North Buncombe High School. A uh, good friend of mine took the job there. I, I went with him. I was there for two years. Uh, then I kind of jumped out of my comfort zone a little bit here from the mountains, and I went off the mountain uh, down towards close to South Carolina, still North Carolina, but down that way to uh, Forest City at Chase High School where I met Coach Radford. Uh, you know, he did a great job down there in, in his two years, and he contacted me. Uh, you know, and he said, hey, I think I'm going to take the Asheville job. Uh, I want you to come with me. So here we are. 
where uh, we he got hired. I think it was in February, and we were there for a few weeks, and then <laughs> COVID hit, and it's kind of been a a whirlwind. But we're you know we're getting it done. You know we did a lot of Zoom stuff and things like that. Now we can actually get with them a little bit and do some things. Uh, you know, but hopefully here in the next couple of weeks we can have a spring practice. <laughs> Is what, what we're calling it. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that's kind of the story of how I ended up at Asheville High School. I mean, I grew up in this area. If you don't know anything about Asheville High School, uh, Google them. It's Asheville, North Carolina. There's a rich history. A lot of NFL players come out of Asheville High School. Uh, you know, you've got you got Johnny White, you got Creslin Butler. Uh, you know, there's a lot of big names that come out of uh, Asheville High School. Yeah. Uh it's great to know people sometimes. I, I know nothing, so I rely on knowing people. I don't know a, a lick, uh, but if I know somebody and they're like, oh, he's a nice guy, let's bring him along. That's kind of how I roll. And that's how I got to my fifth high school. He's like, oh, he coaches offensive line. He's a nice guy. Bring him on over. It's fine. You know, that's how I roll. <laughs> um, so how is co now COVID's affected each state differently? Like in Illinois, it was everybody. It's not like I talked to Coach Davis at West Virginia. They go by spots. So, like, certain areas are playing in West Virginia and some aren't. Um, we're, we're all not playing until February. Illinois never had spring football. We don't have spring football like a lot of other states. So, first time in Illinois history we'll have spring football, like spring football. So, how did COVID affect you guys? Like, what are you able to do? Have you done anything? Is it just Zoom, all that crap? Like, Yeah, we've, uh, you know, we, we work out with them or, or you know, I, I'm – I'm not at the school. I actually have a full-time job, so I don't actually work at school. But I know during the week, you know, they, they go Monday through Thursday, I believe. Uh, I'm right. Uh, they do workouts. They run, things like that. And then on Saturday mornings, we have kind of like skill development practice where we have our, you know, our quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, DBs, safeties, linebackers, all that good stuff. Excuse me, come in on Saturday mornings, and we go from, you know, 8 to – 9:45 with the varsity, and then the JVs come in from 9:45 to, you know, right around 11 o'clock, and we, we get some good work in. But that's pretty much what what we can do up to this point. Um, I think next week, I believe uh, we're able to move on into maybe wearing some helmets uh, and and able to do a little bit more. So that's when that spring practice stuff's going to come about in the next couple of weeks. So. Yeah. I was getting ready to ask if you could be in helmets and shoulder pads. Um, Illinois, they leave it up to the school district. So whatever school district claims you can do, you can do like, we can't, not talking bad about my school district. Um, they don't want us doing seven on seven. They don't want us getting a lot of contact. We can use bags and hand shields, but they don't want us, you know, doing all that. And then we just got shut down last week because the numbers rose. So they said, you know what, no more, uh, so we're waiting to find out about that. Uh, we had like 6,000 cases yesterday, apparently, or something. And it's, yeah. And then there's some schools in Illinois, because I'm from central Illinois, right by University of Illinois. And I went to Eastern where Tony Romo went and all that. They're all in helmets, shoulder pads, going full, full at it. And if they have the cure, they got to send it somewhere because they're all doing that three hours south of me. And yeah, so we can we can cross the line here. You, you can go to South Carolina, Tennessee, uh, you know, Georgia. They're they're playing football, and they're playing. They're probably I know Georgia. I think is on week seven 
Uh, you know, so South Carolina's probably about four or five, week four or five. I mean, it's Tennessee, I think, is about week seven, six or seven. I mean, right, just right around the corner, they're playing. You know? Yeah, uh, in Indiana, they're playing. Uh, Wisconsin's going to start playing. Uh, Iowa is in the playoffs right now. They've already done, like, the first round of their playoff. Uh, yesterday for Illinois would have been the playoff show. We would have found out who was in the playoffs yesterday, so that kind of was a hard day for kids. Right. Like, we would have had the playoffs show. We've been preparing for the playoffs, and uh, like, I know coaches that drove over the border. Where my parents live, where I went to high school, it was 30 minutes from Indiana, so right across the border, there was a high school football game. <laughs> and I'm like, the, the, I, I'm getting political here, but the disease doesn't stop at borders. Right. right. Like, it's here or there. It's above my pay rate to really tell people what to do. Um, so you not being in the building, like I'm a teaching assistant, so I'm sort of kind of in the building. Uh, so, be, I, But where I used to coach at, I was offense coordinator for a few years. I wasn't in the building. I coached football, basketball, track, but I was never in the building. Um, so I didn't know, like for you, is there struggles? from not being in the building is there advantages like I feel like there's an advantage to me they only saw me at practice so if they didn't see me during the day it was just practice and I feel like that was enough they're like we don't want to see his ugly face every day for hours on end like so for you is there advantages disadvantages for not being in the building yeah I mean there's there's advantages and there's disadvantages um I'm you know lucky enough to be around a good staff I have a good head coach so, you know, Coach Radford keeps me in the loop of what's going on all the time. We're, and I try to stay in contact with him, you know, during the week. And we go over practice stuff or schedules or whatever we want to do. And uh, so I'm lucky in that aspect of it. Um, you know, it's good, you know, that, again, they don't see you, you know, some. And then they see you at practice. So it's kind of different. You, you kind of have a different relationship with them than you do if you're with them all the, you know, every day. But. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You know, I... Again, I, I never have really had a struggle with it. I mean, I believe because we're all on the same page, um, you know, so we all know what we're doing and what our job is, um, you know. So they know if I'm not with them, especially if we were in season, if I'm not with them, I, I'm doing my job, you know, behind the scenes. And, and then in practice, obviously, I'm doing my job. So, um, again, like you said, advantages and disadvantages, but I, I don't think there's any negativity to it as long as it's done the right way. Yeah, I uh, I never understood when people said they have to be teachers to be coaches. And I said, they're still good coaches. I don't have to, you're still a teacher as a coach, but you don't have to teach social studies or PE. Like 
I had my offensive line coach in high school was a corrections officer. So I, and he was perfectly fine. Uh, so I never understood that. Like, like we're still doing our job. And as kids, they're going to tell you things. They're not going to go tell their math teacher. Like I had an open door policy. I got there. See, since I was in the building, I got there early. I can unlock the locker room, sit in the office with the door open. They can come in and talk to me. I was a, I was therapist, Steve and coach Steve. Like it was, it was one or the other. So you could still, you could be a good coach, not being a teacher, in my opinion, but that's just me. Um, so I know you from all your posts as an offensive guy, your, your, your offense. Did you ever coach defense? This might be a short answer. Have you ever coached defense? Has it always been offense? Like, no. have you dabbled in defense at all? No, I coached, uh, started out coaching safety. Mm. So, I, I believe if you're going to be a good offensive coordinator, I think you should spend some time on the other side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you understand about movement and why they move, why the movement happens, and why they do what they do over there, it helps you as a play caller because um, you know what hurts you. You know, you know what can hurt you and what doesn't hurt you. Now, again, we all know Jimmy's and Joe's are, you know, that's that's how it works. But again, if you kind of have a an idea of what the other side's doing and why they do it, I believe it helps you as a play caller. Yeah, I uh, I was an offensive lineman and defense lineman. And I said, I'm going to coach offense. That's what I'm going to do. I coached at my high school, which was the first one. Then I went to Charleston. And I told that, new, that head coach, he's like, what do you want to coach? I said, offense. He goes, you got it. Next day, he goes, never mind. I changed my mind. You're going to be JV defensive play caller, help out the varsity defense, and coach linebackers. And my eyes got real big. I was 21, 20 years old, 21 years old. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> I... We talked, we still talk to this day. And I'm like, thank God you did that because I understand defense more now, like how to attack it. Like, oh, when they line up this way, I understand what's going to happen. Or the kids don't know, but you know, when the lineman lines up a certain way, I know it's about to happen. It may not. They just know to block him. But like, I know if they're angling a certain way, I know stunts are happening or whatever it is. Because we were 3 4. So I know that's, I have to learn all that. And, yeah. Then when I became an offense coordinator, I really quickly realized, like, oh, when they line up like this, when you line up like this, like, I quickly learned, like, and being a defensive lineman, and now I coach offensive line again, I understand defensive line stuff. When they stand like this, when they do this, like, you know, and I tell coach, I'm going to be 30 years old. So, like, to some people that's young, to me that's old. I've been doing this since I was 18, 19. I tell other coaches, coach what you don't want to. So... You want to be an offensive line coach, go coach something else first and come back. Um, you want to be a defensive coordinator, go coach offense first and then come back. Like, I think it works out. See, I'll talk. See, I told you. I get going. And Oh, you're fine. It does. You're, you're exactly right. It, it gives you a, a better perspective and you, you switch over to the other side, whatever side that is. Um, you know, again, you know, as a defensive coach, you know, say offense comes out empty, you have to have an empty check. There has to there's checks that you know that has to that they have based off formation. Um, so as an offensive coach, you say, well, all right, how do I get them into that check, or how do I get them into that look I want to get them into? Now I've played teams, and I'm sure everybody has, where that doesn't necessarily apply. They might not have a check, you know, they might just let it go, or, or you know, you play against these good defensive coordinators where. You know, they've got plenty of checks and they can adjust to, to whatever you're doing, but it helps knowing what, you know, 
what formation is going to get them out of what, you know, what they're comfortable doing. Yeah. Um, but I know one thing I did was you almost get too complicated because you almost get too worried about everything. And so I quickly realized like on defense or offense, when I first became like a G JV defense play caller, I was my first thought was, oh, they're going to do this, they're going to do this, they're going to do this. And I'll tell the varsity guy, they're going to do this. We have to have this, 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 and this. Next thing you know, oh my God, there's 20 checks we got going on. And so I'm like, we got to keep it stupid, simple. I realized very quickly, like, as long as we line up a certain way, looking back on offense, if you line up a certain way, that still messes with them. You may not be doing what they think, but as long as you line up that way, like we threw a lot of bubble screens and like key screens. So as long as a guy lined up a certain way, they knew we weren't going to throw it. That's all you got to do. Now, but as a defensive person thinking, oh, that's all you got to do. You could be a cover two still, but as long as you line up that way, I didn't need to be like, oh my God, we need this guy in here, this guy in here, this package, this package. Watch too much Nick Saban defense. Like, I need this, I need this. <laughs> you know, it's, but you're right, we got to be simple. Um, and then some of these things might kind of blend in, like these questions are probably going to blend off each other. So, like, a lot of the stuff you've posted, I've loved. Like, your offensive stuff, I've absolutely loved. I've probably stolen a couple here and there. Like, I'm going to draw, write this down or put this down. So, like, who do you study in the offseason? What coach do you look at to come up with that stuff that you're posting that you've called as an offensive coordinator? Like, how do you come up with that stuff? Like, what, what, like, who do you look at? Who do you study? Who'd you learn it from? Like, I'm, I'm combining all these questions I sent you. Like, let's just combine them. Let's just go. Um, early, a lot of it was, you know, I'll just give you the story. We, when I went to Buncom High School, where I came from uh, with Travis, they were more of a pro style. He's more of a pro style, pro style guy. I mean, we get some spread stuff, and, and he still does uh, today, and he's more spread now, I think, than he's ever been. But, um, you know, we were pro style. We, we wanted to run the football, and, and we, we had that mentality. That's what we were going to do. But, I mean, if we had to kind of spread you out a little bit and throw it around, we'd do that as well. So we went to North Buncombe with, uh, you know, Coach Keg on them, and we just kind of looked at personnel, and we said, we, we just don't have the personnel to do that. We had a – Good quarterback. We had some young receivers. Um, had a tailback, you know, pretty decent little tailback. And their offensive line wasn't really good. So they were, you know, a work in progress. I wouldn't say they were good because they were good kids. And they, they, they played hard and, you know, they did the best of their ability. But So we kind of got into a little bit of, uh, you know, trying to figure out what are we going to do and how do we compete in this conference that we're in, you know, and – our answer was we were going to spread people out and we were going to throw it. If we threw it 55 times a game, we were going to do it. Uh, and that's, that's where we started kind of saying, well, we're, we're spread, but we're not, we wouldn't completely air raid. Um, okay. We kind of branded ourselves with air raid because we were going, mean, we were, you know, airing it out. That's what we were doing. You know, if you gave us the box, we would run, obviously. I mean, we'd, we'd run inside zone, outside zone. We'd run some power. Um, you know, if we got the box look, that's what we'd do. The quarterback would just check. Uh, you know, if we got the box, we were just going to run it, you know, if we got the box numbers. Uh, but most of the time, we were chucking it. So, I, honestly, what got me into it was a little bit of trying to just work that out. I went to the Charlotte uh, Nike of the Year Coaches Clinic. And there is – and this is going to lead into how, you know, you want to talk about service there a little bit. This is where I met Rich Hargett. Uh-huh. This was back in 2013. He was at Ashbrook, 
So I was looking at the list thing and I said, I'm going to go check out this guy. He's a high school coach. He's from, you know, he's from Ashbrook. He's from North Carolina. Um, and I seen, you know, when I sat down and watched a little bit of film, he's popping up Asheville film where they played Asheville. Well, Asheville's in our conference. You know, so I'm looking at it. Now, he had a little better athletes than what we had, but he's throwing it around. He's RPO and he's doing this and that. And I said, man, that's kind of interesting. So first year we went back and we, we only won four, excuse me, how many games? Let's see. How many games? We, won, we won three games that year. Uh, but they hadn't won a game in like almost seven years. So we won three games and it's pretty good, right? So the next year, we really started getting into um, spread, RPO, going fast. Uh, you know, so the going fast thing, I got, I started studying Chip Kelly, just like everybody else did. Chip Kelly, you know, he was fast as he can go. And I was thinking, how does, you know, how do you do that? So you got to figure out if you're going to play fast, you got to figure out how to do it, right? You can't just say, oh, we're going to go play fast. You know, it just doesn't work that way. So you got to have a system of how you signal it in, how you communicate, when to go fast, when not to go fast, you know, all that good stuff, right? So I studied Chip Kelly. I studied everything I could find, every clinic I could find, you know, try to find him on the circuit. Where's he going? You know, where can I find him? Uh, so a lot of it I did not find him in person, obviously. A lot of it I studied uh, off Glazer. You know, there's things people post and just trying to study everything I could. Um, so that's pretty much how we kind of got to the, you know, we're going to be spread. We're going to go fast, uh, deal. Well, long story short in 14, we won seven games, made the playoffs for the first time in like nine years. Uh, great year for us. Uh, quarterback receivers broke multiple school records for passing. Now, again, not going to say that's a, that great of a deal because they were running, they ran the ball a lot early, you know, you know, before we got there. There wasn't a lot of passing records to shatter, but we, we shattered them pretty quick. And, you know, and we signed our quarterback, went to play Division two school. We had receive, a couple of receivers go play Division two, And, you know, so we kind of got on the map a little bit with that. And, that, you know, everybody said, well, man, North, North Bunkers are doing some stuff that we ain't seen before. You know, we really wasn't doing nothing really crazy. I mean, we were, you know, we were RPO, and we were throwing bubble. We were throwing a now screen. We're throwing – you know, we're rolling to the right, throwing a tunnel back to the left. You know, just simple stuff like that. Um, you know, and but it worked for us. We could compete because now we're making these teams have to defend us in space and tackle in space instead of trying to play in a phone booth. If we played in a phone booth, we wouldn't win a dang ball game. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. just the way it was. But us spreading people out, making their aggressive linebackers, their aggressive defensive line, their their safeties and corners come up and have, you know, have to play in space. That's what helped us. And that's why we got to the point where. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home 
is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You know, we were winning ball games and, and uh, you know, again, like I said, we, we didn't win no state championship game. We got beat in the first round of playoffs that year by a team that went on to, I think they got beat in the state championship. But either way, we made it. We, we made a mark. But around, you know, North Carolina here, we were kind of creating some buzz as to, you know, hey, what are they doing? So at that point, I started having people call me asking, well, you know, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and of course I went around and started talking to people and that's kind of how I got to the point where the, my Twitter account is and, and things like that and the, writing these books and, and doing things like that but um, you know I had a defense coordinator tell me one time he's like I've got a, he said I got a stack uh, you know of, of plays of you guys like this and I said why do you got that for and that's a good friend of mine I've known him I said well I said what do you have that for and he says well you're in this formation you're in that formation you're doing this and that I said, we might be in a different formation. We're running the same plays. I said, we ain't changed. We haven't changed anything. I mean, we got we got four run plays. We got four quick passes. We got four screens. <laughs> we got four dropbacks, and that's it. Now, we'll tag. We'll win the dress. You know, we'll RPO off of it. But it's all tags. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing that, you know, I'm not reinventing the wheel of football. Uh, I'm just simplifying football. So, and that's, that's kind of where we got, and that's where we're at now. But when I went to Madison, we were a little different. So those boys up there, they, they eat a lot of cornbread, and, and they work in the field. There's some big – we had some big linemen. I'm telling you, we were 300 pounds across the board. I mean, we were huge. I mean, we were like Wisconsin up front. And we had a quarterback first year, Coach Rodomer up there. Uh, you know, he did a really good job. And that, that's where he kind of taught me a little bit more than – and just throwing the ball, more about running the ball, you know, and, and running it with the quarterback and, and trying to get, uh, you know, how do I get box numbers, you know, to, to get the plus one in the box and run the quarterback. So, you know, we, I worked with him, you know, that one year. He left after one year, actually, and I stayed for another year. Um, you know, in that second year, we really tore it up on the ground with the quarterback. We did in the first year. We, our quarterback in the first year ran for 2,000 yards. Us. Yep, two thousand yards. Wow. Yep, two thousand yards. He threw for a thousand, and our our next kid did the same thing. You know, at and we it didn't. You know, we were throwing the ball, but we were throwing it because we could run the crap out of it with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just the quarterback. I mean, we'd run a tailback. My tailback finished almost a thousand yards himself. If you get he might have been a thousand yards. I can't remember exactly, but we were just big up front. And all we caught our we, the kid we put at quarterback. Never played quarterback the second year. He started at safety as a sophomore uh, and never played a lick of offense the first year. So we didn't have a quarterback. And, I, you know, we were talking and we figured out, hey, he's our best athlete. So we taught him how to throw a quick stream, taught him how to throw some, you know, stick, you know, hitches, things like that. And, you know, we, we got where we could throw four verticals with him a little bit. And that was it. So we kind of changed over the past few years, and and it's carried over down to where we are now. We become more – we're a spread team, but we're a power spread team. We're going to spread you out to run the ball. That's that's what we want to do. Now, if you pack the box, we're going to be – we're going to have the ability to RPO, throw the ball out there, 
and do some things. But at the end of the day, we, we want to be able to run the football. So that's kind of where the offense has gone from, you know, hey, we're throwing it 55 times a game, and now we're running it, you know, probably 75% of the time, if not more, uh, and, you know, being able to throw when we need to. But, you know, that's kind of where we're at. And then, you know, again, I believe that at the end of the day, you know, you can score all day long, throwing the ball and this and that. But if you're going to win state championships and you're going to, you know, you're going to go deep in the playoffs here, especially where I'm at, you got to run the football. At some point, you've got to line up and be able to save the game by running the football. Um, you know, and that's probably what we didn't do a very good job at at North Bunkham was we was not able to line up and run the ball when we needed to. Uh, so. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for bringing up Wisconsin. That Illinois-Wisconsin game was rough for us Illinois guys. I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> oh, that was rough. Like I am a U of I fan because I grew up 20 minutes. But other teams, I know U of I is a basketball school, and it's not. But that was rough. That was ugly. I never seen Wisconsin throw the ball so much in my life. It was awful. Um, so when you were throwing the ball, why was it like Mike Leach air raid stuff, or was it like? How mummy or yeah, so we we kind of we what I say is we we're not completely air raid obviously we have some air raid people but we'll run stick we run walk well I call it edge cross we we don't have a wide huh? but we run cross we run um, we run sail um, you know we run some of that stuff but a lot of the stuff we were throwing uh, you know back North Buncombe days was some of that but a lot of it was uh, I mean it was more kind of like your West Coast stuff. We just kind of moved it to the gun. Um, you know, we, a lot of it was quick. I mean, we were throwing probably unconventional routes. I mean, we're throwing one of our best ones, we call it Tennessee, where we'd, we would be a two-by-two two, uh, formation. Our, our H is going to go spot over the ball about six yards, and we would bring our outside Z on a dig, like a five-yard dig, and we'd swing the – we'd kind of shoot or swing the back, kind of like spacing. Mm -hmm. And we're running the dig with it instead of the uh, – you know, instead of the – you know, the little sit, snag, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, we just kind of – we morphed it together, but here lately I've done it so long now that it's just become this is what our passing game is. You know, instead mm -hmm. of – but back then we were just watching stuff and going, man, that's that looks good. Let's, let's try that. Yeah, but now we've kind of – after, you know, I've been doing it now eight years, eight years of this offense. So, uh, you know, obviously we've added some stuff. Because, I mean, the game evolves, uh, and you have to have different answers now to what, you know, coverages you see. Uh, but, you know, we, we made some stuff up, I'll be honest. We, we put some route combinations together to see how they worked. You know, at one time at North Buncombe, our quarterback was so good, we, were, we had cover three beaters over here, cover two over here. And he'd just come up and look and see. He'd read the coverage if it was two. We were over here, you know, say two to the field, three to the boundary. I mean, he was – he'd just read it. So we kind of did a little bit of that stuff back there. Uh, but again, that takes a smart kid. Uh, you got to be able to, he's got to be able to understand what you're doing and what you want out of it. But we were blessed with him at that time. But, but now we've kind of narrowed it down to, like I said, we're, you know, we're going to throw, we have the ability to throw any part of the field. Uh, so, I mean, we can throw intermediate, we can throw medium, we can throw long. Uh, we have every bit of that in our package. So I think that's kind of where I think we're better now. Uh, than we were before, even if we were throwing it 55 times a game. Uh, you know, I think we're better organized now with it 
to say, you know, going into a game, you know, we got it broke down to, you know, red zone, high red zone, goal line, you know, middle of the field, you know, you know, plus territory and they, you know, I'm saying all that stuff. We've got it broke down to what we're going to throw. So when we go into a game, our kids know whether what where we're at on the field, what our options are that we're going to go to. Uh, you know, man kind of changes things a little bit, obviously. You got to get more into your picks and rubs and things like that. Oh, I better not say pick. Defense don't like to hear it. They don't like that pick word, but uh, that, that gentle rub. <laughs> yeah, that rope route, that's just straight. It's... Yeah, yeah. so, uh, but again, I, like I said, I think that's kind of where we're better than what we used to be. Um, even though we threw for a lot of yards, we threw a lot of touchdowns, I think we're, we're better organized now than what we were. So when you said that you had like a cover three beer, cover two beer, um, was that just a play? So I don't know. Let's say I said Illinois. Was that a dominant play or was it? I know there's a school here in Illinois. They've won seven of the last nine state titles or eight of the last, eight of the last 10 state titles in their class. And I've watched them. So they might come up and say, Illinois, Old Miss. So he's yelling, Illinois, Old Miss. They're running Illinois here and Old Miss on that side. Correct. Is yeah. that how it was when you were doing it? Yeah, so the Alabama Sabretooth would be one. Alabama. Okay. Yeah, so you're going out in Alabama. First one's always your two. Your second one would be your three or, excuse me, four or whatever other coverage we, we thought we were going to get. So that's what. Yeah. Um, when I became OC, I was told what to do, kind of. Like we talked about, but I was told what to do. And we were pro style and we were going toward a spread. And I, I kind of said, you know, I want to go towards – a Mike Leach, how mummy passing game. We can run the ball, don't get me wrong, but I want to be able to do the passing stuff. And so they said, well, let's learn basic concepts. So like you said, we might do, if it's to us at the time with the school I was at, it was two by two was doubles. So if I stayed online, it was doubles or whatever. Um, if I called slant hitches, you know, left side was running slants, the right side was running hitches. So there's my cover two, there's my cover three. And that's kind of how it was. So it just reminded me of that. So I'd always signal it in, but we didn't have names. It was just signal into them. So like they just signal in slant hitch or we called smash on one side and maybe six on the other side or like vertical. Um, but I hated it. I hated every moment of it because I got into that trap of, oh, we can have as many passing things as we want. Yeah. So next thing you know, you got 15 or 20 of them. And it's like, so now when I'm signaling in, I look like a baseball coach. I'm doing all this stuff. and Yeah. I kind of uh, like the one-word stuff. It's easier for me to remember. You know, yeah. I just build it all into one word. And I, thought, I, got, I got the best, best of both worlds if I can do that. <laughs> yeah, that's how uh, the school that's won all the state titles, I've talked to that coach, and that's how they do it. Like, it's exactly how you're doing it. Like, now he might just come out and say, uh, I don't know, Alabama, and that's just one play. But like, and that's what they're doing. Then there's times where I've watched them because I coach keeps them at seven on seven too. And they're kind of yelling Texas and Wisconsin. And I'm like, what is going on? Like you're, you're giving them two different things. And then we're, and I think that's where my coach, the coach I was working for got that kind of thing going on. Like, Oh, they're doing this. We're just going to do this. But I wanted to go to a Mike Leach or a how mummy passing thing. And then long story short, we never did. He wanted to keep it to where we can control what was going on and, Never got there, and then the school I went to after that, they did. They had some of that stuff, and they're like, and we went ten and one. So I was like, oh, which one was better? Like, uh, that one or the other one? I said it worked pretty well. 
Yeah, and they did what you did. Like mesh was Michigan, so we were a huddle team. So he said Michigan. It was it was mesh, and then if you wanted to tag somebody, he would say Michigan, such and such, run a corner or a post, and that's all you got to say is uh, like X post or something. That's all you had to say was Michigan X post, and that was it. Um, shallow, I think, was Michigan State. So we married those together. So it was like, oh, Michigan's mesh, Michigan State, Michigan State is shallow. It was just. <laughs> Uh, six was Utah, so you just go like this, it's really easy to signal it in. So our six was that. And now we ran the ball a lot, don't get me wrong, but we had them. Uh, we ran trap like nine times in a row one time and scored. That, that's just what, if it was working, we didn't care. Um, so you kind of answered it by mass this again. On my other podcast, I've talked to wing T coaches, just kind of how it happened. I love all offenses. I'll watch Army. I'll watch Navy. I'll watch whoever. There's a lot of hate towards spread teams and wing T teams. So I know why I love the spread. I'm a, I grew up in the option. I played under center option in high school. I coached in it. And I coached in pro style and then we're in spread. And I love spread. That's just what it is. So why the spread? Like, why why should people run the spread? I know why, but. I think, uh, kind of like what I said before, you know, depending on where you're at. I mean, you gotta look at your personnel and say, you know, is spread our, you know, do we need to be spread? Do we need to be pro style? Do we need to be wing T? What fits our guys, right? Um, you know, everywhere I've been, you know, spread's kind of been, you know, it fits what we have, fits our personnel. And at the end of the day, you know, spread can give you a couple advantages. One is matchups. You can create matchups with the spread. Two, you make the defense have to play in space. Anybody can play in a phone booth. Anybody can get in there. I mean, it, you know, hey, open open B gap. I can feel the B gap. You know, anybody can come, safety can come down. All that good stuff. Anybody can play in that phone booth. But, you know, I, I want to see for us, for us to be successful, I believe we have to get people in space. We have to make teams play us in space. We have to be able to play fast. Because uh, that gives us an advantage. Because we might not be as athletic or we might not have as much talent or whatever as who we're playing. So we've got to create our own success, if that makes sense. And spread helps us create that success. Yeah, uh, my answer always was, I feel like you can adapt in a spread offense. And, and what I mean by that is, let's say you're a wing T coach and one year – you already know coming up as this kid's a freshman or sophomore, like, oh my God, this quarterback can sling it or he can run or we've got some speed. Um, I feel like it's harder to go like, oh, now we're going to go spread stuff. I feel like it's harder to go from wing tee and spread them out to do that. Then I'd rather start off as a spread and be like, oh, we got 300 pound linemen. We have a stud running back. We have a stud running quarterback. I feel like it's easier to go find a hand down tight end or an H back or something and say, we're going to run the ball more. So maybe that off season, you know, we're going to add a, just an extra run play, but take out a pass play because we can run the ball more this year or something like that. I feel like as a spread team, you're able to do that rather than be a wing T team and do it. And I know I'm wrong. People do it, but in my world, um, that's what I think. Right. And, and I, I think being a spread where you can practice passing more practice RPOs or screens, you stay in the game. Now, I know Navy proved me wrong when they played Tulane a couple weeks ago. I've just been in those situations as a coach. Like so many times we've been down and since we were in a spread or able to do this, we were able to come back. Yeah. 
I feel like if you're a wing T team and you're trying to control the clock and it's not working and you're down 21. Now a coach told me this, you're not going into a game thinking you're down 21, nothing. You're never going to go into thinking that, but if you're down 21, nothing as wing T team, how are you going to come back? That's what I'm thinking. Um, and I'm wrong, but. No, you're, you're right in a lot of ways. And again, everybody has their own philosophy. Everybody, there's a reason why they do it. I mean, they either one, they, they believe in it. They, they've known it, you know, forever. That's what they've always done. That's what they're comfortable with. At the end of the day, you want to be comfortable with what you're doing. If you're not comfortable with it, your kids aren't going to be comfortable with it. And it's going to be a disaster. So you right. have to be comfortable with what you're doing. But I kind of, I mean, I, like I said, I say we're a spread team. But if you talk to probably some of the defense coordinators we play, and I've, obviously I've talked to them. I'm friends with some of them. Uh, you know, living in this area, you kind of know a little bit of everybody. And they said, you better use that spread word, you know, kind of loosely when you say spread because, I mean, we're getting too tight. We're getting tight in wings. Uh, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll get into some, some unconventional formations that are, you know, basically if you look at them, sometimes it looks like wing T. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we're, we use the H back a lot. Uh, you know, we use tight ends. I mean, we, we're a spread offense, but we will use tight ends. Um, you know, and I believe in it. You know, a lot of times if you can put a tight end down with a hand down, you know, you create an extra gap. Now they got to now they got to play an extra gap. Now they lose somebody that's supposed to be out on the perimeter, or by you know however they want to play it. It is what it is. But we're creating another gap that you got to defend. Now if I put two of them in there, and I empty out my tailback, now I got you in two tight empties. What are you going to do? You play in the box, or you getting out? You got to make a decision. You know, so, I mean, it, it is what it is. But, I, you know, my whole deal is if I'm watching a game, I got to figure out when I'm watching film is how can I create extra gaps without confusing my kids, without installing a whole new offense, obviously. Mm -hmm. But we already have it. I mean, that's, we practice it from day one. You know, we, we get in these formations. And now you've seen some of my stuff on Twitter. I'll put in some – we run some crazy formations. Um, but we do that off tempo. Like if we do that, say we got an explosive play and I want to catch you again or something, and I think I can, I mean, you're already, you know, something crazy happened. You're trying to get your kids, you know, set up or whatever. I'll, I'll jump into some crazy formation. And it, it might be just to run the football, but I'm going to get out there because if I could catch you, you know, if you can't get lined up, a lot of times we get timeout. That's what happens a lot. But uh, so, I mean, we say we're spread, but again, you know, we're going to use tight ends. I mean, if we have those bodies available, we're going to use them. Um, you know, and that's kind of what we've done the past four years, three, three, four years, is we've been able to use tight ends. And everybody says, well, Coach, I, you know, I, I don't have two tight ends. Well, what about your third string D end over there? It's not playing. What about your second, third string tackle? Put him on the backside yeah. and teach him to block down and kick out. That's all you got to do. Um, and, and that's kind of what we do. We find a kid that can do that. Um, he, you've got him. Everybody has him. You know, he doesn't have to run out and catch a pass. You know, I mean, he doesn't have to do any of that. But if you don't like, put him, put him on the backside, like I said. Lock down, kick out. You know, that's it. That's all you got to do with him. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth because I'm the run game coordinator, which is a nice way of saying you're the O-line coach, which is fine. But they want me to do the run game. Like the offense corner said, this is all I want. You do it. I don't care how you install it. And so they're talking about tight ends. And I said, I have like 30 linemen. There's 20 or 30 linemen. It's ridiculous. And so they're talking about it. I said, why can't I just put another lineman in 
and be on balance kind of like you put another lineman there well he's not going to catch a pass I said I don't care because that outside linebacker has a decision are you going to stop the run when we go to block you are you going to drop back for the pass for those two wide receivers out there you've got to make a choice and then when we get down to the goal line heavy set put him in an H back and now you got to have a bigger decision split zone that guy out or you're gonna have to do something and it's simple. You don't change nothing. It's not, not because I had him. If you run inside zone, it's not like, oh, I brought him in there. We're going to run a whole different one play. Still run inside zone. Still run power. Like, it's still. And they looked at me and, like, they looked at me like I just invented something. And they were like, oh, yeah, we could do that. And I was like, yeah, we could. We don't need an actual. We do have tight ends. Don't get me wrong. But what are they going to do one time where you come out with an extra lineman or two? And they're going to look at the defense, going to look around and be like, well, is he eligible? Is he not eligible? Because high school kids don't pay attention sometimes. Like, well, what's going on? And then you do that once on film. Now the coach is like, oh, we got to prepare for this. We got to prepare for that. And once you get it out, if you get it, if I put it on film, what do you think the next week? They're like, oh, well, we got to figure out something for that. We might not ever get in that again. But you know what? They took 30 minutes or 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever of their practice time to line up for that formation. I might not even use it. I've done that before. I've used it one game and hadn't used it till week eight or seven. You know, it just is what it is. But if I don't think it benefits us any that week, we won't get in it. But again, they're they're taking, and that goes back to the, the book the coach had, right? You know, all these formations, we might not be using those formations, but he had to practice them just in case. So that's kind of what, I mean, that's kind of how we, we operate it's you know just different ways yeah because if you line up that way they have to defend i think we all coach defense they line up in it and they say okay this is what can happen this is what can happen this is what can happen you've just spent eight minutes probably literally eight minutes saying bubble screen key screen six slants and you have to talk about it and then you go to that game and never line up in it you just took time away from practicing your base defense to worry about that instead of just a that's why I'm simple if someone lines up like that I'm like you know what just line up this way but we're running our defense I don't care what happens but people don't think that way they're like we have to be that all-star defense coordinator all-star thing that we have to go over this um that's why I hate defense I would never coach defense again I can't stand it I say I, I get scared going to those defensive lines you know, their their nests are all like kind of nice and the pencils are sharpened to the same length you know they're, it's, everything's like all organized you know, they got, we're, we're this, 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 this. And I'm like, well, you guys, are I get scared when I go in there. <laughs> I try to stay away. Yeah, uh, we've had our contact days and only so many varsity coaches are there because of COVID. They're doing something else. There's only so much, many of us. So they have like three defensive coaches and like two of us offense or three offense. They will argue about what defense we're installing. And me and the old coordinator go look at each other. I'm like, well, I'm doing power read today. Is that okay? And he's like, yeah, go for it. Do power read. And yeah. I'm going to do power read and, and some pass blocking today or something. And we're just fine with it. We're just like, I come up with base rules. I don't care how they line up. These base rules will get us where we need to go. And I'm fine with it. You know, covered up, uncovered, uncovered, and I'm fine. And so we're not arguing really. Now we'll just talk about some things, but we're not arguing. We look over there and they're talking about how they defend trips. I'm like, they could do that all they want. I don't, or like. Then they, then they got to change them. What if they motion to it? Oh, now what? No, now we've got to. And then that's another 15 minutes. So. <laughs> because 
it's a the head coach was the D coordinator, but they didn't run his defense. So he's a first year head coach. They're installing the four two five, so they're trying to really go over exactly the type of players they're going to have and talk about what they're going to call this and call this. And they're all excited. He wants to change the culture, which is great. But they're arguing, and it, we're over here not arguing. I'm just like, oh, I have power and power read and trap and. I tell him my rules just to make sure, because the only thing we do is he'll draw up something to say, well, what if they do this? And I just say, well, our base rules say this, this, or this. Yeah. Or what if they line up like this? And eventually I said, well, don't call power then if they line up like that, call something else. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to tell you on the headset, like, don't call that. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And that's why I love offense because defense are not going to do that. I'm like, just don't call it. Because yeah, yeah, what if they have a four eye here and this and here and I call power? Well, they call trap. Let's trap the four eye instead. Let's instead of running like it's the it's the wing T stuff. You run power, and then once they come down, you run buck sweep. If they come down, let's do a quick trap and go up. Like that's it. And the old corner is like, okay. I was like, I got you. Don't worry. We, we got it. It's fine. Um so because you ran the spray and all that, is how you came up with your more for four? Because I loved it. I stole that. I was like, this is brilliant. And it's so simple. I wish I would have thought of it a long time ago. Yeah, so like, how'd you, how'd you come up with that? Again, that goes back to uh, the old bunkum days. I'm telling you, when I walked in that, uh, that coach's office, you know, the years prior, uh, they, even on their huddle, I mean, if you go to their huddle, there's like a thousand and some plays, and they're probably more than that now, but that's what was on there. And, you know, they kind of handed me a little playbook and I was trying to get to see what they were doing. And I'm telling you, I never got through seven pages of it. And I'm like, holy cow, I can see why you guys hadn't won a ball game. These kids have no clue what they're doing. They, I mean, their head is spinning. Uh, so we kind of, you know, we broke it down. And I said, hey, I said, we're going to go, we're going to find four runs. You know, we're going to find four screens four quicks and four dropbacks, and we're going to get really good at them. And I said, I don't care if that's all we practice. If I said, if we go into game, you know, week one, we know that's all we know, I'm, I'm good with it. And what really helped us do that was uh, going into that year, uh, North Carolina decided we could have uh, – so they never really had like a spring ball. So they said you could have skill development, right? So we went out with these, uh, you know, these – skill kids and we're out here installing our passing game and you know basically in the spring and that's all we did for like three four weeks as we worked that passing game and we just worked four of each and we didn't work screens that much 
offseason. We need the linemen to be involved with that a little bit. But we we did work them. We just didn't have the linemen involved. Um, but that's that's where it came from. And I just it just simplified what we were doing so much that the kids could pick up on it, coaches could pick up on it, and we were able just to just to run with it. And then what we said was, if we want to add something, we just tag. We just want to tag it. You know, so if I call back then, uh, Texas Tech was four verticals. Uh, we've changed that now. So we change around some, you know, just try to – people don't catch on so much. But, uh, yeah, so Texas Tech is four verticals. I mean, say you wanted to run, you know, Texas Tech X – you want to run the X on the slant, we just tag X slant, you know, or X dig or Z dig or, or whatever, you know, it is. I mean, whatever it was. And when we did that, again, you saw what I told what I was telling you. You know, we, we won three games. We won seven games. You know, we, we won five or six games, seven or whatever. But we were able to do that because the kids wasn't confused. There was no more confusion to, to what we were doing. Now, moving on from that, what we've done is obviously we've moved into one-word stuff, you know, to make things a lot faster. Uh, we even use boards. You know, we started using boards. Uh, back in 2016, 16, we started using boards uh, just to go a little bit faster. Um, you know, we'd throw them boards up and, you know, they'd have a, we have wristbands for the kids and all it's on is four play, or eight plays on those wristbands and they're all board plays. So we'd teach them to read the board, you know, how, how you read the board. Or we'd throw the boards up and all the coaches, you know, I, I sit in the box. I call everything from up top. Um, you know, I'd, I'd go, I'd say, hey, we're on the board, put up board one. I'd have them numbered on my, I have them numbered on my call sheet, board one, board two. Put up board one, they'd hold up board one, and I'd say play two. All he would do is he'd go two, 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 two. They just look at the board, play two, here we go. Now everything's built into that play. But whatever it is, is all built into that play. So that's just an example. We had one called Mars Hill. Mars Hill, little, little uh, college up around Marshall, up in Madison, where we were at. Uh, so we had one Mars Hill, and all it was was power with uh, was power with sticks. That's all it was. That's that's all it was. So we'd say Mars Hill. They knew we were running power, and it was power at that time. It was power right, stick to the left. That was it. We didn't flip it. We didn't do anything. That's just it was all built in that way. Uh, and we had eight of those. Now, two of those were were dummy calls. So basically, what I mean by that, they were uh, they were freeze calls. We just try to get them to work. Um, so, so not all of them were actually live plays on the board, but you know, but just try to keep people from catching on to what you're doing a little bit. But uh, you know, so yeah, that's I mean, that's kind of how the more with four come about. And uh, you know, more people I talked to, you know, they kept asking about it and saying, you know, how are you guys doing this and why are you doing this and how why is it? it's it's so simple. You know, but you guys are having success with it. Uh, and I just, I told him, I said, this is what we do. You know, and the guy, one guy said, you know, you you should brand that. You know, I don't know about uh, if you know Mike Rowe or not. Uh, Mike's a great guy. I've got to know Mike. Um, <clears throat> over the years, we've wrote a couple or done a couple of e-books together, and, and Mike's a great guy. Uh, but, you know, he said, you should, you should try to brand that. You should try to sell it. And I said, sell it. I said, ain't nobody going to buy that. 
and uh, he talked me into it finally and and you know that's how we that's come up with it and started selling it and, and helping people around the country with it you know pretty much and you know football's taken me to a lot of different places to visit people and talk about football and and our little uh you know more rapport uh you know but uh, what really gets me is what, what makes me happy is when coach calls hey coach we made the playoffs you know, first year we made the playoffs, running your system. Uh, you know, we won six, seven games, or we won four games. You know, I mean, if it if it helps them, improves them, you know, I'm happy about it. I'm not out here again. I, the more Thor's no more anymore because I joined Rich. You know, we kind of went in together, but um, you know, so the more Thor's not really uh, a system anymore. It's really not out there. Everybody still kind of thinks of you know more Thor with me, but. Um, you know, again, I, it's great to help people. You know, that's that's the biggest thing. It's great to help people. It's great to see people have success. And it's not me just saying, "Hey, I, I had reinvented football. I'm the greatest guy." I have I have a wedding ring. That's the only ring I have. I have no state championship. Uh, so, but again, if if we can be simple and have success, that's what we're going to do. Um, you know. I, the more we're for is really nothing. Everybody always thought it was something really crazy or why, you know, but all it is is, is basic. It, it's offense simplified. That's all it is. It's just a simplified way of, you know, practicing what you do. You know, don't go into week, your, your game week or whatever, you know, don't go in with 50, 60 plays. You're trying to practice during the week. You know, it's not going to happen. You know, practice what you're good at. And that's what we did. We we knew going into Friday night what we were going to call based off how we practice and what our kids could could you know comprehend what we were doing. If they couldn't do it, even though as hard as bad as I wanted it to happen, if they couldn't do it, we'd throw it out. Mm -hmm. we wouldn't even make it on the call. My my call sheet set by by Wednesday is the latest that I even look at it. If that makes sense. So. Yeah, I I mean, you already know. Yeah, I mean, if we, if we, if we don't know by Wednesday, we're in trouble. I mean, we're, it's going to be a long night if we don't know what we're doing by Wednesday. So really, technically, you know, I, we put the practice plan together on Sunday, and we say, hey, this is this is our this is what we're doing. This is it. No adding, no nothing else. I mean, if and again, if you've got to sit there and add stuff each week, you're you're searching, you're you're trying to find. An answer I don't think you're going to find. You know, I mean, you can always add wrinkles. Everybody does. I mean, I'm not saying you don't add wrinkles, because we do that. But if we're having to build concepts and and you know try to find new ways to attack somebody, then you know we're we're not really good at our job. You know, so and that's the whole deal of running a system. You know, kind of like Rich and them, they just won their conference last night uh, up in Idaho. You know, I don't know if anybody realized. Yeah, you know, I don't think the first year. I don't think he won a game. I don't think he won a game the first year. I mean, I think they got beat pretty bad. Uh, you know, and then the second year, I think they won. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to go back, but I think they won maybe two games. You know, he's won right, right now. I think he's sitting like six and one, seven and one. I mean, I know it's a uh, the season's cut short, but you know, there. But all that's because well, one, he's a great coach. I mean, if you don't know Coach Hargett, he's a good guy, great coach. Um, 
he he makes his players believe in what they're doing. I mean, he's he's really good at that. But the man has built a system, and he knows that system like back of his hand. You know, we kind of, you know, we talk back and forth, and we, you know, we kind of, you know, we're a lot alike, and we use a lot of the same concept. We share a lot of ideas, but his system is what's got those kids winning ball games. Now, again, there's a defensive system there too, right? It's not just an offensive system. So he's created a culture, but he's created a culture with, with, hey, this is our brand of offense. And this is what we run, and this is why we run it. So that, I believe you have to run a system. I don't think you can run a hodgepodge of plays and be very successful unless you're just that much better than everybody else you play. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm, we're not, we, we have to be able, when we got a game plan and we, you know, we got to be able to, you know, take advantage of what people give us and find ways to create that. Um, and I think that's what he's done a great job of. Yeah. When I was OC, I was told to come up with 54, sit down and write down 50 formations. I was like, cool. So I'm thinking in my head, like three run plays or whatever, name a run play. And I had to do it. Name one. I had to have it inside zone, outside zone, trap, counter, GT counter, this, this, name it. I had to have it, and it was just so much. I would go into a week going, I don't know what's going to happen. I had to figure out, like, and if I said, this is what we're going to run, I kind of went to that, but then I kept getting told, well, we have this, we have this. I'm like, we didn't really practice it. I'll call it anyway. And I think that's why when you were doing the more for four, I kept seeing it. I'm like, we need to do this. Like, we did was so simple that I think we just need to hear it. We all knew, but we just needed to see it and hear it. Yeah. So that's what's so great about it. I remember walking in saying, we need to do what he's doing. I never met you. I, never, I was like, I was on Twitter last night. We got to do what he's doing. <laughs> we have to do this. Like, and uh, I was like, I, I'll reach out to him. I don't care. I'll talk to him. <laughs> no, we're fine. Don't do it. Yeah, and we went, 0, we went 0-9, so I don't think it worked very well. I mean, you think about think about run game. I mean, what what do you actually need in the run game? What what do you need to attack in the run game? Well, you got to have an inside run, right? You got to have an outside run. Yep, and and you got to have you, you have to have some kind of window dressing to it, right? So you got power, then you got power read. So now you're reading somebody different. You know, I mean, it's just it, you don't need anything else really, as far as the attack. I mean, trap's good. I like. I mean, I'm I'm an influence trap guy. I got that from Justin Clark. Uh, I love influence trap. Uh, but you know, sometimes you're like, do I really need to run it? You know, or can I just run inside zone? You know, I tell you what's been good for us lately is ISO. ISO with the quarterback's been great for us because we spread people out. We get the box we want. You know, I've got plus one. I'm gonna run the quarterback on ISO, especially with an H back. Uh, you know, so I mean. Again, I think you have to have a run to attack the inside. You have to be able to attack the perimeter somehow. Uh, you know, and then you got to have some kind of, you know, tags off of it. You know, a lot of, you know, might be ISO, might be speed option. You know, got to have a little bit of different look or bring, you know, just bring some motion. We you know we use jet motion, orbit motion, uh, we hop motion. We hop our H back around, you know, different spots, start him over here, bring him over here, you know, just different stuff. But at the end of the day, all that stuff to our kids is nothing. Or is up front, they're still running power. They're, they're running power read. They're running inside zone, outside zone. So my my kids up front, you know, Coach Radford does a great job. He, you know, the head coach, he coaches their offensive line. Uh, he, he does a great job. And they, they're never confused. I mean, it's, 
yeah, they'll look over and get the signal, and they see their signal, and they're done. They're hand down ready to go. They could care less what else happens back there. You know, mm-hmm. if they're RPO and they ain't got a clue, <laughs> they're blocking power. I mean, <laughs> you know, and I tell them, you know, if we get called for lineman downfield, that's on the quarterback because he didn't get rid of the ball. That's on me. I coach quarterbacks. <laughs> that's on us. We didn't get rid of it. I'm the idiot called the play. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's not on you. You'll block power. <laughs> you know, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, again, just the simple – football simple. It really is. It's it's numbers game, and and it's, you know, where's my numbers, where's my grass, and where do I have leverage, or how can I create leverage? That's it. Defense the same way. They, they've got gaps they've got to control. They've got grass they need to cover. You know, I mean, it, it works the same way, but, you know, both sides of the ball. Uh, I think a lot of times we as coaches can make it a lot more complicated than it really needs to be. Yeah, it's, it's funny you brought up the alignment. I remember the first time I ever had to really coach RPOs, and I was the old line coach. I think we called it inside zone. I was, they never run inside zone before, so we're running inside zone. And our quarterback threw it because we called it an RPO. You know, it was an RPO. And, one, and it was like the fourth time the lineman turns around in practice. Well, coach, you called it inside zone. And I said, I did. Yeah. Well, why'd he throw it? <laughs> and I was like, don't worry about it. And a little bit later, well, no, I want to know. And I said, do you want me to explain to you what an RPO is and what he's reading and what's going on back here? And they're like, no, that's fine. And I, and that was the old school inside zone, I guess, where everyone took a step to the right and just went up. Yeah. I have adapted and realized if I don't have the athletes to do that, we're yeah. double teaming and I don't care. And that's how I got into ISO was because to me, ISO is inside zone with lock in the backside. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have to teach much, I guess. <laughs> um, and that's what I did at the school. Now we just installed an ISO and I'm teaching it like an inside zone, but we're doing that. And the school kind of doesn't want to do inside zone. They're like, we've been so bad at it. I don't want to do it. I'm convincing them slowly. And I said, you see ISO right now? And they said, yeah. And I said, this is my inside zone. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I, they're like, oh, you're not going to take a step to the right or left and just go up the field. And I said, no, I'm more concerned about pushing the defensive line four yards down the field. Yeah. Well, what they don't come off on the linebacker? I said, that running back better bounce the other way. That's, I, I mean, that's how simple it should be. Like you said, so simple. That's, that's, that's what it is. That running back, you get one cut, make it the right one. <laughs> Yeah, and I love the spread, and I'm old school, but I'm like, if we get four yards on a run play, I'm kind of happy. I'm like, okay, we got four yards. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's it. If you, get four, if you can get four yards on a run play, you're doing good. You yeah, so, so, like, we're going to do power and ISO, and I'm trying to do inside zone. and Because, well, power, power, read. And I said, the rules are the same. That's my, yeah, the power reads a compliment. That's a, that for us on the board, that's a compliment for us. You know, that, that, that just goes with power. It don't have to be our, like I said, it's not have to be one of our four based. It's just a compliment to what we do, so. Yeah, like when we installed it, I said, I want to make sure the wording's the same. And I said, what do you mean? I said, well, my tackle's not going to block that guy. In power, that's a tight end or an H-back probably. So on power read, we're not blocking him anyway. Like I'm thinking just tackle the tackle. Oh, like I'm like teaching these other coaches that some are older than me, but they've only done like freshmen. Yeah. I'm not trying to be cocky, but I'm telling them this and they're like, oh, 
because we're rebuilding the culture. Like it's a whole new thing. And so I'm like, what's been going on? But then they're like, oh, this is so simple. And I'm like, we're, I'm teaching people. And that's what's great is like, even if they're older than me, they, they're, they're processing like, oh, like we don't have to do what we did in the nineties or the eighties or whatever it was like, oh, I get it. Like, yeah, yeah. game has changed a little bit for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy and like how simple it is and like I'm installing and I'm thinking oh these kids aren't going to pick it up it's so complicated but and I'm, I'm installing and they're like oh okay already and I'm like they're not that dumb <laughs> um yeah uh coach Hart uh who does service there uh I can't say his name Rich yeah I feel bad because in quarantine he sent me a message he's like hey you want to join you know, or become a part of it. And I didn't know our financial situation. So I was like, I shouldn't do that because we're quarantined. We don't know if we're going to have jobs. And I feel bad. So I told him no. And I think he hates me a little bit because I didn't do it. But I was like. Yeah, I mean, good thing. And what I'll say about service there is, what I think a lot of people don't realize is, um, of course, you know, everybody has their own opinion on, why why should you join a system right why why should i join a system we get that a lot you know a lot of people will bash it why you know why are you doing it you're not reinventing anything and we're not trying to reinvent anything we're you know we're not trying to be you know something we're not i guess is what i'm trying to say uh i mean we we probably do probably 85 90 percent of what other people do but i think what we do and again if you go back and look what Coach Hargett's done at Emmett High School is he put in a system. He stuck by that system. He's continued to use that system everywhere he's been. And it, it, it's just, it works if you run a system. And another thing that service there is, even when I did more with four, I'll be honest, I wasn't able to give. And one of the main reasons was I joined or, or, or you know, kind of merged with Coach Hargett was, I wasn't able to give my clients what he gives his clients as uh, far as service. I mean, they do, you know, there's webinars, in-season webinars that he does on Sunday nights uh, with, with members. And he goes over, not only does he go over what his game plan is going to be for the week, he will go over, if you have questions about who you're facing we, we answer those questions for you. We try to help you. We're an assistant coach to you is what we are. Even though we have our own, of course, to me, it's been kind of easy here to help as much as I can because I don't have a season right now. Uh -huh. But him being able to do that in the middle of his season, you know, it, and that speaks volumes. Uh -huh. You know, and we're always available. We have, a, we have a telegram chat that runs, I'm telling you, that thing goes off all the time. Coaches asking questions and we're answering questions and and it's not just hey I went online I bought surface to air you know they sent me a playbook uh, that's it you know uh, you know I, some of these bigger systems that they sell I mean I know I, I kind of got locked into one one time and bought one and they sent me a playbook and that was it I never heard nothing else nobody ever answered any questions. Here's your playbook. Good luck. Uh, I, you know, I kind of, I don't even know where that's at. I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to mention anything, but uh, I don't even know where it's at. But 
you know, that's not what happens. I mean, it's a full service. And when I mean full service, we will come out and we will install this system with your staff and your kids. We, you know, we, there is a, obviously there's a, another fee for that. I mean, we got to travel to do it. Um, you know, but we will come to your school and we will help you install the system and we will give you everything you need to install it and not just leave your school and say, Hey, good luck. You know, we've changed our phone number. <laughs> Can't get a hold of it. That's not how this works. It's, it's more of a family deal. And I call it coaching family. You'll see it all the time. I call it coaching because it's not just all coaching. I mean, you know, there's things going on with kids that, you know, that you coach or maybe your own family or whatever that you need to get off your chest that we talk. I mean, we're there. That's what we're there for. Um, I don't, I can't, you know, count the number of private phone calls I've had with coaches across the country, whether it's game planning or, you know, Hey, I just need some advice or, you know, or, you know, what would you do in this situation? I might not have the answer. You know, coach Hargett might not have the answer, but you know, we're going to answer the phone and we're going to, mm-hmm. You know, we're going to try to get you the answer if we can. You know, if we can't, then we'll tell you, and that's something I, you know, I don't know if we can help you with, but we'll try to find somebody that can. Um, but it's more, like I said, it's more than just, just hey, buy this system for whatever the amount of money is. I mean, everybody talks about how high it is. But to be honest, if you go and look, a lot of people won't click on the link and look. If you'll click on the link and look, we, we sell an individual coach's pass or subscription for right around a little over $200. And for $200, you get you do get a playbook. You get a whole website full of material uh, and every bit of that, but you don't just – you get video installs. I mean, there's video installs. There's – you know, it's not just you're looking at a playbook and there's nothing in the playbook, you know what I'm saying, that tells you mm-hmm. what's going on. There's video installs. Like Coach Hargett's on the board, video installed inside zone, our RPOs, whatever it is, um, it's there. And it's there for you to – to look at and and again that's when the questions start coming that's what we want if you're not asking questions and you're not you're not doing it right mm-hmm. there needs to be questions but again it's it's just not a system we're going to take your money and then, and then we're done you know we we'll see you later i hope you good luck i hope you win games but that's not it um and there's a lot of them out there like that you know there's there's some out there like that again and i'm not here to bash anybody everybody makes you know, they do what they do and they think it's good and, and it, you know, it probably is good. Um, but I think if you're going to do, if you're going to sell a system to people, you have to sell service as well. You can't just, can't just sell them a, you know, like I said, a playbook and say, go win football games. Um, so that's kind of what we do. I'll give you a little, you know, rundown. And I'm just, again, I, I just merged with them. Um, I do a lot of the, uh, the social media stuff for them. Um, you know, and I do whatever Coach Hargett needs me to do. And I, I answer questions for, for coaches and and just try to help uh, that way. Um, but again, like I said, you just got to look, you know, if anybody needs to look, just go look at Emmett High School and what he's done there. And then again, we had another coach, I think, and I, I was going to look at it before I got on here, but I saw he said his team won seven games, I think, and they they made the playoffs this year for the first time in a few years. And, you know, that's great. I mean, and, and these guys are doing it to a T. I mean, they're doing surface to air from from day one install, practice plans, everything, and they're winning games. Uh, you know, 
And what we can't control is, you know, a lot of people think, well, I, you know, we're, we're still losing games. Well, you got to look at why, you know, why are you losing games? You know, is it, we can't control defense, right? I mean, maybe you're, they're giving up some, you know, I had a coach say, coach, I love your stuff. We're scoring points. We're losing games. I said, well, what do you mean you're losing games? And he said, well, I mean, we're, sco- you know, we scored 48, but we gave up 50 and we got beat. I, I mean, <laughs> I can't, you know, that's just something else that's out of, out of your control. But if you're scoring points, you know, it's like that. You should be winning every night, to be honest with you. But in high school, if you score 21 points, you got a good shot of winning. Mm-hmm. If you know, but again, I just like I said, that's kind of a little S two A plug there for anybody. And then if you have questions about it, you know, if you talk to anybody, you send this out. Contact Coach Argent. I mean, or myself. We're glad to answer any questions for you. And and uh, you know, uh, Rick Butler. I don't know if you know Rick or not. He's he's a He's in with service there. Him and Coach Hargett started it together. Um, and Rick does a great job of putting out, I mean, just numbers. I mean, he crunches numbers and, and shows results. He's all about that. Um, so the, the numbers are out there. And, it, you know, it just kind of proves that, that it does work. Um, you know, but, but again, that system might not be for you. You know, you, you might be, a, like I said, wing T or – you might not just, you know, you might not want RPO or anything like that, but um, just always, you got to pick what fits your kids. That's the main thing. Just because it looks good and it's fancy or, or you know, they're doing this, look, why can't we do that? You got to look at your kids. Can my, first off, can my quarterback do it? Do I have the offensive line? Do I have the skill kids? You know, year in and year out, not just one year. I mean, does this fit our program from, you know, middle school to, to high school, you know, and that's what I found was really remarkable. When I went and, and kind of before I decided to join with them, I looked at, you know, the stuff they sent me and they've got middle school, they're running it, you know, they're, they're successful with it, you know, so just imagine when you get to the high school, when you don't have to coach, you don't have to reteach it. I mean, that's a, that's a major plus in my book, you know, so, but anyway, that's, uh, you know, service there. Hey, there you go. And, and uh, anyway, we're a bunch of good guys, and we like to talk ball. So, you know, yeah, Christmas time. You know, they always ask me, "What do you want for Christmas?" And I always get coaching books. I always ask for coaching books. So it was funny. I got some of his stuff, like his early stuff. Mm-hmm. Off, that, I asked for it for Christmas, and I've I've looked into it before, and it's always like, eh, not talking bad about it, but you know, as a coach looking into it, like ah, I don't know, I don't know. And so I felt bad when he messaged me. I was like. In a normal world, maybe, but it was at the pandemic, like for us, like everything shut down in April, like the whole state. And I was like, I might get beaten up if I use the money to buy that. And then we can't pay an electricity bill or something like, oh, you bought that. Now we're, we don't have air conditioning and it's a hundred degrees outside. Well, then he messaged me again about it, and I still kind of had the same if. And I was like, oh, this guy hates me. He must. And so one day I'll do it. I think I've looked into it. I looked at the stuff I can't see, you know, and see what you guys post. I'm like, oh, it's good stuff. Um, I know he coached in Springfield, Illinois, so he knows people that I know, and it's just kind of maybe one day you guys will write me into it. But it was just the timing wasn't right. It wasn't 
I know it's not a lot of money, but at that time it was like, I don't know. Like, yeah, during that time, you know, even now, still don't, it's kind of iffy. Who knows what's going to happen in the next month or so? You know, you never know. Uh, but again, and that's, you know, we're not going to, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to push people into doing, you know, I don't, I don't push people to it. I, they ask me about it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, this is what it is. And, you know, and I'll give them a list of what it is and, you know, this is what we provide. And, they decide to do it, then good, you know, glad to have you, you know, if you, and if you don't, hey, no hard feelings to me or anybody else. It's just, you do what's best for you and, and, you know, your school and whatever, family, whatever you want to say, but, you know, we're not very pushy with it. I mean, it's just, I don't believe in that. I never was that way with mine either. I would never, I just don't push people. I don't send out nice emails. Uh, I never did that. People that I had, my members that joined were, basically off Twitter. I mean, and they, that's the only social media I used at that time uh, to try to promote it. Um, you know, so I never, I never sent out mass emails or anything like that to try to get people to join. If they wanted to join on their own, you know, glad to have you and, you know, let me, let me know how I can help you. And, and that was it. And that's pretty much how we went about it. And I got, I think I got up to about almost 300 guys. Oh, wow. I had 300 coaches. Um, of course, all the, not all of them uh, renewed to go into service there, but most of them did. Um, so we had a few that, that didn't, uh, but a lot of them just, you know, switched over. And uh, so service there was able to gain, you know, more clientele. So, so it worked out pretty good. Yeah. He wasn't pushy about it. I think he was just checking up because I told him, you know, pandemic and oh, yeah. So yeah, I want to push it. I think, but like I said, you know, I'm the type, I, I don't say yes to everything, but I always feel like I gotta be nice to people. I have to do whatever. And I was like, I can't. And I was like, those guys is going to hate me because, because he asked me twice. It was only twice. And I was like, oh, he's going to hate me, but it's good. I said, it's good stuff. Like it's great stuff. It's something I'm interested in because I love spread stuff, what he's doing. And I have the books right over there on my bookshelf. And so I have a little taste of what you guys do. And, you know, in a normal world, I probably would have done it. Like, you know, I coach three sports, three sports with that stipend. I would have been like, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe we'll get back to normal here at some point. <laughs> well, that's what I told him. And I don't get off topic, but like when he first asked, I was like, because in my mind, this ain't going to last till October. I'll be fine. We'll be fine. And now it's almost November. Like, yep. uh, ask me November 9th is what I keep telling people. We'll find out. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So also, I'll wrap it up here. I know I've taken all your time. Um, so who, so like, who do you watch in college football? Are you watching Clemson over there? You guys in the Carolinas, Clemson fans? I, I, keep, uh, I, I catch a lot of flack for this. I have been a Miami Hurricanes fan since I was eight years old. So <laughs> I've been through some good times and I've been through some bad times. Uh yeah, I really been. I'll tell you, I've been studying Rhett Lashley since he's the offensive coordinator there now. And I kind of got on to him a little bit um, back when he was at Auburn, you know, with Gus Malzahn. And then last year at SMU, I got some uh, all 22 film with their stuff I was watching. But I tell you, I watch a lot of college football. Um, but I do watch Miami. Obviously, I like, I like Miami. Um, I do watch some Clemson. Um, 
I'm trying to think. I mean, just basically, I watch any college football if it's on. But studying wise, I always study teams that are tempo teams, and I want to know kind of how they're doing it. You know, is there a better way? I guess what I'm trying to to get at. I mean, is there a better way I can get better? At, you know, uh, to get to go faster. I guess what I'm trying to say. Um, because for the most part, I, you know, we do a lot of what they do. Obviously, we don't have those athletes <laughs> that uh-huh. we have at each position. But as a general general philosophy, uh, we do a lot of what you know a lot of these spread college teams are doing. Um, now, again, if I can find if I can find a college team that uses some tight ends, you know, obviously they're spread and they like to use tight ends. Obviously, you know, I watch a little bit of that because I, I like you know I like being able to to adapt and do some different stuff with tight ends, um, H-backs, things like that. But but I'm like, you know, if there's college football game on, I've got it on TV. If it's, you know, obviously I can't have all of them on at one time, but, um, you know, I I like to watch, you know, Alabama. I always like to watch Alabama just to see what they're doing, uh, you know, offensively or, or whatever, or just watch them in general. I mean, they got some absolute phenoms out there on the field, so it's kind of interesting to watch sometimes. But, um but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and I study a lot of, I'm kind of different. I, I study a lot of Division II uh, teams, you know, and in some of your lower level colleges, I think there's some good football there. And I think there's some really good coaching there. Um, you know, so I try to watch some of that stuff if I can get my hands on it. Uh, and then we got some, you know, we got some local colleges around here, Mars Hills around here, Bavard College. Uh, you know, and I try, there's a lot of cl- colleges close. You know, I can go to South Carolina, Georgia. Um, I try to keep up with Coach Nolan and, and uh, he's in Georgia, Watkinsville, Georgia, Oconee County. I like to kind of bounce ideas off him sometimes. And he and we do the same, you know, back and forth. Uh, very successful. He's got over 100 and some wins. <laughs> so the man's been around doing it, doing it a long time and, and still doing it at a high level each year. Um, so, you know, he's, I've always kind of looked up to him. I mentioned that, you know, earlier in your show here. But um, I did, like I said, I just I think there's a lot of good football out there, and I think if you don't study it, uh, some some sort of it, some aspect of it, this game will pass you by in a in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how fast it moves. And again, you know, we still do a lot of the same stuff we did back in 2013, but uh, we we have adapted and we've changed. Uh, some things, or we've just added wrinkles to make it better, um, you know. But, but again, I think if you don't study this game, then you're going to get left behind. Because de- I guarantee you, defensive guys—they're studying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're studying everything they can get their hands on. I mean, now you got, you know, you got match quarters, you got all kinds of different stuff out there. I mean, they're running, you know, three safeties, you know, stuff like that. You've got to you've got to keep up with what they're doing. I mean, they're dropping eight people in coverage, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. And then they're still able, you know, some teams are dropping eight and they're still able to control what's going on up front. So um, you don't see that much in, in high school level, but, you know, in the college level, I watch it every Saturday. I mean, they're dropping eight and you're, and they're still controlling what's happening in the box. So that makes it tough as an offensive coordinator, I believe, um, call plays when that's going on. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of what I do. And I, and I try to get, of course, obviously no clinics, uh, you know, I try to hit up a couple of uh, college clinics. You know, I went to Georgia last year. Uh, it was really good. Went to their coach's clinic. I've been to Auburn 
Uh, I went to, uh, I've been to Clemson about three times, I think. Been to Clemson three times. Um, you know, I went with Coach Hargett a long time ago. We went to uh, uh, speak with Coach Hatcher. Up mm -hmm. at, uh, where's he at? Stanford. Went to Sanford and Mississippi State when uh, Dan Mullen was there. We went there, talked to him. So I try to go around to some clinics. And then obviously your Nike Coach of the Year, your Glazer clinics, if I could hit those. But I have to find, you know, I have to see who's who's speaking. You know, I mean, it's somebody I want to hear. But, um, you know, of course, I speak to. I, I've spoken a lot of clinics. I didn't do, obviously, I didn't do a lot last year uh, speaking-wise. So a lot of times when you're speaking, though, you don't get to hear – Mm -hmm. hear a lot of people so you're doing you know you're talking back to back and it's hard to hard to do it but um anyway that's pretty much what i did i just kind of rambled a little bit there for you but I, you know i just always study i mean whatever whether in a twitter is a great i mean if you're a high school football coach and you're not on twitter <laughs> you're missing out mm -hmm. i mean back a couple of years ago we were doing those daily clinics every day i don't know if you remember that or not yeah yeah one of those uh, you know, with my job now, it's a little tough for me to do that. Um, but we were doing those like we'd have one a day, I mean, Monday through Friday, and then it carried over to Saturday and Sunday. Uh, you know, and I mean, we were posting up stuff and getting a real good chat going uh, on that stuff. It's funny because to this day, I still have coaches that'll find those, I guess, and retweet them out. It'll pop up on my thing, and I'm like, man, that was like four years ago. <laughs> you know, but hey, it's out there. I mean, if you're a high school coach, get out there. It's out there. Find it. You know, get better. Your kids deserve it. Yeah. Some people think it's social media, and I'm like, it depends how you use it. Like, right now, this right here, the podcast and meeting you, this is a positive. The clinics that you guys did all those years ago, that's funny you brought that up. I forgot about that. Like, you guys doing that. Like, that's a positive. There's ne You open the door for negative, but then you just don't pay attention to it. Like, yeah, I mean, it, somebody's always going to say something more. You know, you put anytime, you, just anytime you post a clip, get ready because somebody's going to say something about it. I mean, it's just what it is. But I, I don't, I mean, it doesn't bother me at all. I just, I go on about it and it doesn't matter. You know, if you, you're always going to find bad. It doesn't matter. It, you know, I can post college clips and you can find bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not all perfect, but it's just the, we're trying to show you a scheme, you know, trying to show you this scheme and why we ran it against this look or whatever but i mean there's negative everywhere you're always going to have negative uh, yeah that's that's where the it's not as bad now but man those under center spread bashings used to be oh, brutal yeah or the or spread versus wing t i know a lot of i i've got a lot of friends that run the wing t and they do it really well uh you know and i have no problem with I, i've said this ever since i started doing all this i don't care what you run I can care. I can care less what you run, as long as it's what fits your your school, your kids, mm -hmm. and that's what you know. Uh, run it to the best of your ability. Uh, you know, and that's like I said. Uh, we see all kinds of offenses around here. Uh, you know, and and some of them, you know, I wouldn't do, but I enjoy watching them because they do a very good job at what they do. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, some we play in our conference that are. I mean, they're tough to defend. And I can see why they're tough to defend. I mean, it, it just doesn't fit us to run it, but, but they do a good job with it. Yeah, because it's not as bad now. I talked to coaches about it. They're like, oh, yeah, it's not as bad now. And I said, no, 
I think it's because it's COVID though. Like nobody's doing anything right now. And I used to want to get involved in them, but I kept my mouth shut. I was like, uh, I'd rather go watch a positive clip of something. And like, if someone posts something about army, I look at it and I'm like, oh, how'd they block this? Or how'd they do this? Just because I want to know. Yeah. If, if someone posts Mississippi State, I'm like, oh, how did Mike Leach run this this time or, or whatever? And, and Alabama's got a nasty offense this year. I've never seen an Alabama team have such a nasty offense. Yeah, I, I love watching. I'm a Nick Saban guy, so I've been watching their, him for years. And and Miami's, I think Miami's going to come back. I was, I'm happy that they're coming back. They're they're trending in the right direction. Uh, it's you know again, I keep telling. I'll tell you this. I I don't know. I don't know how other fan bases are, but Miami fans are pretty brutal. I mean, I I've, I've tried to stay off social media during the Miami game because. It's it's horrible. I mean, it's you know, there's a lot of bashing going on, and probably people don't even have a clue what's going on. But anyway, uh, you know, I think they're trending in the right direction. But they got to realize we were very bad last year. They, they were very bad. Uh, so to be sitting here five and one, yeah, Clemson beat us pretty bad. But Clemson's going to beat a lot of people pretty bad. So I mean, it's like everybody's chasing Clemson right now, and you know, obviously Clemson and Alabama. They're chasing, of course, I think Ohio State looked pretty good yesterday. But um, again, I think they're heading in the right direction. They got, they've got a good staff now, I believe. You know, Lashley's a great play caller. Uh, now how long he stays down there, I don't know. But um, again, it's good to see it. You know, good to see some wins. <laughs> you know, I was through the the good years. You know, we were winning national championships and and beating people pretty good. And then you know we went, we've had some bad years, but uh, kind of good to see. See some, some wins in the in the you know the column there. Yeah, if if that staff can stay together and recruit, I think here in a couple of years they will compete more. Like, I mean, if the only loss they have is Clemson, you can't be mad about that because Clemson and Alabama aren't a crash course to. Yeah, well, it's the whole deal is to compete. I mean, it, that's been from day one. That's what I've said. Everybody asked, you know, you know, what about Miami? Just just compete. Come out and compete. That's all. You know. If you compete, the other will take care of itself later on. But but you got to be able to compete, and that you know they they've done that this year, I believe. I mean, I believe they've competed. You know, yesterday was a sloppy game uh, in the rain down there a little bit against oh, yeah. you, but it is what it is. They still won. It's a it's a win. So yeah, last year that game would have went lopsided, and it would have been over, you know, by halftime. So yeah, they, they're showing a little bit of a culture change there. So hopefully it continues. We got a bye week, so get get some people healthy and, and then uh, see what happens the rest of the way. Uh, two teams I've fallen in love with was Texas State. I know they're not winning, but like that wide receivers coach needs a pay raise because they catch everything. And then I've really liked Coastal Carolina. I've really liked their offense. Yeah. Um, I need some film on them. Whoever's got it, <laughs> just send it. This like what about BYU? And BYU, I'm watching them too. I, I try to watch them when they're on. Obviously, they, they come on late. Yeah, I'm old and, and <laughs> fall asleep. But uh, that's that's impressive. Their quarterback's impressive. Uh, and offensively, they they have a really good uh, really good scheme there. You know, from what I've watched. So that might be something I might look into in the offseason. Trying to get older. Yeah. Um. 
me and my friend who do the college football recap thing. Um, he's not a coach. We just grew up together and we want to do an ESPN Stephen A. Skip Bayless thing back and forth. And we picked games. And so I think it was last week, BYU played on Friday last week. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh yeah, let's watch BYU in Houston. It's BYU in Houston. And I didn't realize what time it was on Friday. And I'm sitting here and it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, oh God. I'm trying to watch the game and take notes and watch it. And I'm like falling asleep. I'm like, why are they playing so late? Like that West Coast stuff and just can't get a hold of them. Well, I'm, not, I'm not that young anymore. <laughs> I fall asleep too early. <laughs> oh, I know. It was like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. I'm, like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. Like, it's, it's bad. Well, coach, that's all I had for you. Okay. So I appreciate you coming on, yeah. you know, Appreciate you having me. Uh, I really do. Uh, anytime. I'd love to get over here and talk again with you. Oh, yeah. I got to start doing second guest appearances now. Like, uh, I shot my shot with you, Coach Hines, and Mackie. Those are my three shooting my shots. And you guys all said yes. I was so happy. I was like, oh, they're saying yes. I could do that. We just we like to get on and ramble. <laughs> That's what we do. And I was fine with it. I was – Coach Kurt Hines, one of the nicest guys, he did the same thing. And I, he was like rambling on. I was like, I'm just listening. I'm t- When you guys speak or put stuff on Twitter, I'm just like, yep, there we go. There's a lot smarter people than me out there. So. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's smarter than me, so I don't worry about it too much. Yeah. This old ball coach here in Western North Carolina. That's, that's, that's all I do. So. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Give me all your time. Uh, anybody out there listening, thank you so much. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.